truly and solemnly I say to you, there are some standing here who will in no way taste death before they see the kingdom of God come in its power. Welcome to the Healing Your Soul podcast with Katie Souza. This program is designed for those eager for the supernatural to flow in their lives, as well as to have a healthy soul. Would you join Katie as she shares from scripture and experience the critical importance of a well soul? We've got a great new episode planned for you, so let's dive into today's show. Now, let's look at an Old Testament prophecy that says that when the Messiah came, the true Messiah, that he would use two powers to heal us. Those powers are glory, his glory, and his light. Listen to Malachi 4.2. This is from the Amplified, and it says this. But unto you who revere and worshipfully fear my name, shall the Son of Righteousness arise with healing in his wings and his beams, and you shall go forth and gamble like calves, released from the stall, and you will leap with joy. This verse is prophesying, it's a prophetic word that when the son of righteousness, who is Jesus Christ, comes, he would use two powers to heal, the wings and the beams, the wings and the beams. Well, what are those things? Well, beams is pretty easy. When you look it up, it means rays of light. Remember, Jesus is a light being. That's what Hebrews says. That's not a new age term. That's what Hebrews says, Hebrews 1 in the Amplified, that he's a light being. And so right here it's saying that this part of Jesus' nature is actually able to heal. He arises with healing in his wings and his beams of light, which means the very thing that Christ is, is what Christ uses to heal us. That's how he imparts who he is upon us. One of the ways is through his beams of light. Well, if you look up the word wings in the Bible, it is the Hebrew word kanaf. It stands for the corners of of the prayer shawl, the corners of the prayer shawl. In Hebrew tradition, the prayer shawl represents the glory of God. Even today, at Jewish weddings, traditional weddings, they get married under what's called a hoopah, which is the prayer shawl. And it represents them binding their covenant of marriage together to each other underneath the pillar of glory cloud that was in the desert when they were at the bottom of the foot of Mount Orb. It represents their marriage being solidified under the presence of the glory of God. Amen? So this is a prophetic word in Malachi 4.2 that said, look, when, when the Messiah shows up, you'll know him because of this. Because he'll start healing people. And he'll use two powers to do it. His presence, his glory, and his light. Amen? Now... That was an Old Testament prophecy. And it was fulfilled many, many, many times in the New Testament. Let's look at that. We're going to look at the stories in the Mount of Transfiguration. And you're going to see that on this mountain, Jesus received another level of anointing of dunamis. Remember Acts 10.38 says that God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with dunamis. And he went around doing good, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. On the Mount of Transfiguration, Jesus received another level of the dunamis anointing. He received his first level when he came out of the desert. It says that Jesus came out of the desert in the power. That's Luke 4. In the power, which is dunamis, of the Holy Spirit. 
God anointed Jesus when he came out of that desert experience with this dunamis power so he could go around healing people. Well, on the Mount of Transfiguration, he receives another level. And you're going to see that in this story, you can actually see what that dunamis anointing looks like. That it consists of lots of light and lots of glory. You see, what's happening is the Mount of Transfiguration stories are Jesus being anointed with glory and light so he could fulfill Malachi 4.2. The son of righteousness arises on you with healing in his wings and his beams. When he went up there, glory and light, a new level came down and invested him with even more power. And it was so that he could step out and walk out the prophetic word that he would arise on people with healing in his glory and his light. Amen? You ready to see it? The stories of the Mount of Transfiguration are in three chapters, Matthew 17, Mark 9, Luke 9. We'll start with Mark 9 first. Jesus says a statement to his disciples. He says this in verse 1. Truly and solemnly I say to you, there are some standing here who will in no way taste death before they see the kingdom of God come in its power. That word power is the word dunamis. So Jesus is telling his disciples, look, some of you are not going to die. Before you get to actually see what the dunamis power that comes from the kingdom looks like. And then they actually got to see it. It says, we're going to go to Matthew 17 now. It says, in six days after that, Jesus took with him Peter, James, and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And his appearance underwent a change in their presence. And his face shone clear and bright like the sun, and his clothing became as white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah, who kept talking with him. Then Peter began to speak and said to Jesus, Lord, it's good and delightful that we're here. If you approve, I will put up three booths here. One for you, one for Moses, one for Elijah. And while he was speaking, behold, a shining cloud composed of light overshadowed them. And a voice from the cloud said, this is my son, my beloved, with whom I am and have always been delighted. Listen to him. So Jesus, before they go up in the mountain, says to them, look, some of you here won't die before you get to see the kingdom of heaven come in its power, which is dunamis. He's saying, look, when we go up on the mountain, you're going to get to see the kingdom come. And the dunamis power that belongs to the kingdom is going to arrive. And you're going to get to see what it looks like. And what did it look like? Remember what it says? That Jesus became transformed. It says his appearance underwent a change, and his face shone clear and bright like the sun. And his clothing became as white as light. See, the dunamis power came, and it was investing Jesus with another level of the anointing. So he could do even more signs, even more wonders, even more miracles. So he could demonstrate his healing power to the world. So he could become even more the son of righteousness who arises with healing in his wings, his glory, and his beams of light. And here comes that dunamis investing, that anointing down. And what did it look like? The first thing it looked like was lots of light. His face became so illuminated with that anointing that it said it shone as bright as the sun. And even his clothing became as white as light. They began to shine and shimmer with light. But that wasn't all. It says that as the story went on, it says that while, while Peter was speaking, talking about building these, these shelters, it says, behold, a shining cloud 
That would be the glory cloud, amen? Composed of light, there's even more light, overshadowed all of them. And that's when God's voice spoke out of that cloud because he was in that cloud, amen? See, I'm trying to teach you about dunamis. How you walk in it, how you use it, what it consists of. And the more you know about it, the more you will be able to be in your homes, be in your bed sick, be in the middle of a situation that you just can't break out of. But because you now have an understanding about this miracle power of dunamis and how it causes you to have the power to perform a miracle and how it causes you to be excellent of soul, that you'll be able to move in it. Even when you can't move out of your own bed, you'll be able to move in it. You can sit there and begin to decree, I'm being overshadowed by the glory and the light that was on the Mount of Transfiguration. The Son of Righteousness is arising on me with healing, with healing in his wings and his beams. His glory and his light is present. It's healing me now. The more you understand about this anointing, the more empowered you will be to move in it. Amen? And, you know, we look at the descriptions of this dunamis anointing that came down upon Jesus on the mountain that day. And you look at all three versions of the Mount of Transfiguration, they all agree. They all agree that this dunamis was made up of light and glory, which means the Mount of Transfiguration fulfilled Malachi 4.2, the prophecy of Malachi 4.2. Jesus was getting more glory and light so he could become even more the son of righteousness that arose on us with healing in his wings, his glory and his beams of light. Mark 9 says he became resplendent with divine brightness. This is a different, one of the different versions. There's more light right there. His garments became, became glistening intensely white. There's even more light right there. And a cloud threw a shadow upon them. There's the glory again. Look at Luke 9, what it says in that, in that version of the Mount of Transfiguration, that they went up on the mountain, and as he was praying, his raiment became dazzling white, flashing with the brilliance of lightning. And then Peter awoke and saw his glory, his splendor, his majesty, his brightness. See, all three versions are the same. When that anointing of dunamis came down, it was full of light. It was full of glory. Amen? See, glory and light are dunamis power. Say, glory and light are dunamis. You know, even in 2 Peter, chapter 1, Peter talks about that day when he was up on the mountain. And he actually records it in this chapter about how he saw the dunamis power. And then he describes what it looked like. That it looked like glory and it looked like light. He says this in verse 16. We were not following cle cleverly devised stories when we made known to you of the power, dunamis, of our Lord Jesus Christ. But we were eyewitnesses of his majesty. We were together with him on the holy mountain. See here, Peter's saying, look, I saw it with my own eyes. I saw the dunamis power coming upon our Lord in the holy mountain when he was getting more anointing of dunamis on the holy mountain. I was there. I saw it. And then he continues on, and he just begins to describe what it looks like. He says, a voice, verse 17, a voice was born to him by that majestic, splendid glory in the bright cloud that overshadowed him. See, Peter's confirming, I saw dunamis come down upon our Lord, and it looked like glory, and it looked like light. Now, I love what he says in the very next verse. This is verse 19, listen. 
And this verse right there confirms that what happened on the Mount of Transfiguration was the fulfillment of Malachi 4.2. He says this, and now we have the prophetic word made firmer still. I used to read that and think, what is he talking about? He went from going to talking about what happened on the mountain and what everything looked like to, and now we have the prophetic word made firmer still. He's talking about the mountain fulfilled Malachi 4.2. The son of righteousness will arise on you with healing in his wings, his glory, and his beams of light. He was saying that mountain experience fulfilled that prophetic word that when the real Messiah comes, he would use his very presence, his glory to heal, and his light to heal because he is a light being, and his light and his glory for the purpose of his people, bringing breakthrough to his people. See, everything Christ is is for us. Oh, my God, thank you, God. And did you hear what I said? Everything Christ is is for us. You should be going, yes, God, thank you. He used his glory and his light to heal a lot of peeps. That's what he did, amen. Let's look at direct another fulfillment of Malachi 4.2 in Mark 5. It's the woman with the issue of blood. Remember her? Said there was a woman who had a flow of blood for 12 years. She had endured much suffering under the hands of many physicians, spent all she had, was no better, but instead grew worse. She heard the reports concerning Jesus. She came up behind him in the throng and touched his garment. For she kept saying, if I only touch his garment, I'll be restored to health. And immediately her flow of blood was dried up at the source. And suddenly she felt in her body that she was healed of her distressing ailment. So what happens? This woman, oh my gosh, do you think she was wounded in her soul? She'd been traumatized 12 years, 12 years of being sick with this blood disorder, going to every physician that there is, suffering under their hands, growing no better, but instead growing worse, spending all that she had. That She was not only sick in her physical body, but she was wounded in her soul, Amen. But here comes the son of righteousness, amen, with healing in his wings and his beams. And what did she do? How did she get healed? She reached out and she touched the hem or the wings of his prayer shawl. Right there, Malachi 4.2, coming to pass. Where is the wings? The wings of the prayer shawl. She knew she's an Israelite woman. She knew the prophetic words that when the real Messiah came, he would have special healing powers in the wings of his prayer shawl. So she reached out in faith and she touched it. And that prophetic word literally came to pass in her life. The son of righteousness arose with healing on her and with his glory and his light. The glory that Christ is was released from him onto that woman because he's the king of glory. The light that Christ is because he's a light being was released out of him onto that woman, and it healed her. Because they're real powers, you see. This is not a new age message. This is a message about Christ. He is the king of glory. He is the light of the world. You could be laying in bed right now not knowing what to do, and you can just sit there and just, just think about a, a glory scripture. Just think about a light scripture. Just think about how Jesus is the light of the world. Just think about how he's the king of glory, and he will arise on you with healing. He will arise on you with healing in his wings and his beams. Amen? Let's activate into it right now. We just want to practice, okay? Put your hand on your heart or your, or your stomach. 
because you're going to shoot that power, decree that power right into your soul. Amen? Just say, I receive right now the sun of righteousness arising on me with healing in his wings and his beams. I am being healed by Jesus right now in both my body and my soul. He's arising with healing for my body and my soul. I receive his glory and his light. He is the king of glory. And I decree that I am being overshadowed by his glory now and it's healing me. I decree I am filled with the light of Christ and his light is shining through my soul and my physical body right now. He's arising on me with healing in his beams of light. His glory and his light are dunamis. I'm filled with dunamis. It comes from the resurrection. I've already been baptized into Christ. I have dunamis. I have dunamis. It's filling my soul now. It's making me excellent of soul. And it's healing my physical body. I receive it now in Jesus' name. Okay, now just sit there. Now I want you to think about the glory first. Just think about Jesus. He's the king of glory. What does the scripture say? Open up the ancient gates, be lifted up so the king of glory can come in. Just begin to decree and believe. Put your faith on the glory of Christ is filling you because it is a power that arises with healing on you. Focus on that right now. Now switch to the light. Just start decreeing beams of light. The light of Christ specifically, because he is a light being, are filling you in your body and your soul right now. Because look, you might think this is so strange. What is this gonna accomplish? He arises with healing. He arises with healing in his wings, his glory and his beams of light. If you do this simple exercise, you'll be shocked at what will happen to you. Just, just decree light filling your soul, filling your body. It really works because it is Christ. It is Christ. You could be laying in your bed right now in agony and pain. And all you have to simply do is think light, Christ's light, fill me now. Christ's light, fill me now. Fill me now, the light of Christ. Heal my every wound, heal my every physical ailment. for a little longer. He's arising on you with healing in his beams of light. Everybody say amen.
Thanks for joining us for today's episode. We'd love to stay connected with you and invite you to the conversation beyond this podcast. You can stay up to date with what we're doing at katiesouza.com or on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Be sure to drop us a comment in the review section if today's show has impacted you in any way or if there's anything you'd like to hear more of. Thanks for spending your time with us. God bless.